This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. We start out in France, where the government is going to offer a comprehensive aid package to its automotive industry. Bloomberg reports that the government will provide a 5 billion euro loan to Renault. It's going to offer help for mid-sized suppliers to modernize their plants and provide incentives for consumers to buy clean cars. France is the first country in Europe to speak publicly about a comprehensive package for the automotive industry, but it's very likely that every country with a major automotive presence is going to end up doing the same thing. Over the weekend, Hertz, the daily rental car company, filed for bankruptcy. This is the first big-name automotive-related company to collapse due to the virus crisis, but it's not going to be the last one. As we keep pointing out, the daily rental companies buy nearly 2 million new vehicles a year in the U.S. market alone. This doesn't mean that all the daily rentals will collapse. Hertz was struggling financially before the crisis hit. But it's clear that the daily rental segment is not going to buy nearly as many new cars as it used to. Canadian billionaire Lawrence Stroll, who became chairman of Aston Martin earlier this year, is shaking up management. CEO Andy Palmer stepped down from the position on Monday, and he's being replaced with Tobias Mowers, who was most recently CEO of Mercedes-AMG. While it might seem strange to see a German running the British automaker, it makes a lot of sense because Daimler owns a 5% stake in Aston, and it supplies Aston with Mercedes-AMG engines. Next week, we're going to get the sales numbers for May in the U.S. market, and Ward's Intelligence says it's seeing signs of improvement. It forecasts that sales will be down 32%, which is terrible, but that's actually a 50% improvement from April. It says passenger car sales will be down more than 50%, while trucks will be down about 26%. Ford is expanding its ST family, so it's coming out with what it calls the ST line. It's for buyers who like the ST styling but don't want to pay for all the performance. The first model is the Edge ST line, which shares the looks of the regular Edge ST, but it's powered by a 250-horsepower, 2-liter EcoBoost engine with an 8-speed automatic. And that compares to the regular ST, which comes with a 335-horsepower, 2.7-liter engine. The new Edge ST line carries a starting price that's $5,100 less than the regular Edge ST. Ford says the Edge ST has been a success since its launch in 2018 and has nearly doubled the sales of the Edge Sport, which it replaced. With fewer people out on the road, some motorists are really putting the pedal to the metal. The Cannonball Run is a nearly 3,000-mile unsanctioned speed race from New York to California, and in the last two months or so, the record was broken seven different times. The new record now sits at less than 26 hours, which translates to an average speed of at least 108 miles an hour, and there were several states where they averaged more than 120 miles an hour. If ever there was a situation that required the use of the phrase stupid fast, this would be it. 
The challenge was started in the 1970s by automotive writer Brock Yates and was popularized in the 80s by the movie The Cannonball Run, starring Burt Reynolds. Have you ever heard of What Three Words? It's a company that created a simple way to locate a person, a place, or a thing by dividing the entire world into three-meter squares and giving each square its own unique three-word address that will never change. So even in a huge parking lot or a building, it's accurate down to a three-meter square. And now that you've got that, Daimler did a test that compared the efficiency of delivering packages using its standard address-based navigation system against navigation that integrated what three words? Two otherwise identical Mercedes Sprinter vans made 50 deliveries using the same delivery order, and the one using what three words finished 30 minutes before the other, which is about a 15% improvement in efficiency. Most of the gains came from locating the optimal parking spot, while the rest came from having the precise handover point. Another benefit would be for new drivers who don't know the area very well. Wow, Volkswagen just cannot seem to shake this diesel emission cheating scandal. Yesterday, a German court ruled that it must compensate owners in Germany who can return their vehicles for a partial refund of the purchase price. And last week, the automaker paid 9 million euros to end proceedings against its chairman and CEO, who were accused of withholding information before the scandal became public. Volkswagen did not reveal how much the new ruling will cost the company, but so far it has paid out more than $33 billion in fines globally. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Earlier in the show, we talked about how France is going to provide its automotive industry with a comprehensive aid package. So what's the U.S. government going to do? To get an insider's view, we asked U.S. Representative Debbie Dingell, a Democrat who represents Michigan's 12th district, what's going on in Washington? And here's what she had to say. I view this as the ecosystem. Many people want to compare this to 2008, and this is not 2008, and it's not the same issues. So we have to do, I, I divide it into three categories. One, we're witnessing this week, which is the reopening of both the suppliers and the car companies safely, putting protocols into place that keeps workers safe. Uh, we've not had formal, formal OSHA standards, but I have spent a great deal of time with everybody uh, trying to ensure that they have what they need, keeping people talking to each other. And this week really matters. Uh, I think Rory Gamble, the president of the UAW, is rightly worried about people going back into the plants and listening to the protocols and following the protocols that have been put into place, which is why it does matter if the president wears a mask or not when he's in the plants. This is week one. Uh, I think that many people have the worry that people will begin to get a false sense of, of complacency and not do what they have been told in, that they need to do. When these plants were put together with both labor and the auto. So that's phase one. Two is what I've been working with Julie a great deal, liquidity for not only the OEMs, but the supplier community, particularly tiers two and three, so that they have the money that they need to operate. 
And we're trying to get Main Street, the Main Street program that was passed in the first CARES One bill, Treasury, to help make some of those dollars available. And we're also working with the OEMs to make sure they're trying to help suppliers, but also make sure they have the liquidity that they need. Once we get those two problems, we're up and we're producing, then you got to worry about the demand side. There's no agreement on what needs to be done for an economic stimulus package. Should it just be autos or should it be for larger consumer products like furniture and appliances as well as vehicles? Lots of discussions. And the one thing that I think matters is keeping everybody together. Because if we don't stay together, if there isn't common ground in the ecosystem of the industry itself, you will never get anything through Washington. Kia updated the Rio, but they only put out a couple of pictures, so we'll keep this one short. Here's a side-by-side -side of new and old. You'll notice most of the massaging was done on the lower front fascia. Under the hood is a range of gasoline engines, including the automaker's first 48-volt mild hybrid setup, which pairs a starter generator to a one-liter turbo engine. The interior is also updated with a new infotainment system and color options, but no pictures of that right now. The new Rio goes on sale in Europe in the third quarter. And here's a little bit of information on camouflaging that we thought you might find interesting. Skoda actually employs camouflage artists who are responsible for designing and developing new wraps. There really is no limit to the patterns that are used, which are meant to hide a vehicle's contours. Designers have even used hashtags. The camo can take upwards of 120 hours to develop, and for example, it took about 18 square meters of wrapping to cover the Skoda Enyaq IV. And with that, we wrap up, get it, today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.